Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about the business of real life. If you're a working mom or a mompreneur, this is where you want to be. This is where we share tips right off Elaine's Kitchen Table about business and parenting. Being a mom of three and wearing multiple hats, from CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisies Limited to speaker and educator, Elaine knows how valuable your time is, so this podcast is going to be short and sweet. Whether you're tuning in while driving to a meeting, washing dishes, or sitting in the school parking lot waiting to pick up the kids, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated to be that successful person you're capable of being and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I am so honored and excited to have you here. And joining us today is a dear friend of mine, which I am just honored to know her. And I cannot wait to introduce this brilliant marketing genius. So my guest today is a, a brilliant woman who is a mom of three girls. She's both an entrepreneur and an educator in the marketing and management field. She works with business leaders to help them zero in on their customers and to increase sales by developing marketing communication strategies that work. You don't want to miss what this woman has to say. She has a wide range of experience and she has worked with law firms at, to cement companies to nonprofits and even federal government managers. And and like you, she has juggled a career around raising her children and being a wife. And she has chosen a different path. Instead of climbing the corporate ladder, she she contributes to youth by being a professor at a, a local college, teaching about marketing. And she also is a consultant at Incisive Marketing. And I'm very, very honored to have with us today, Shannon Bloomfield-Cox. Hi, Shannon. Welcome. Elaine, thank you. I don't know who you're talking about there. So thank you. But I'm here and delighted to be here. What I love is that we're doing this face-to-face. And, and I love what a treat. that. You know, let's, let's prove it. Let's toast our coffees, shall we? Ah, cheers to the ring. Cheers to you. Okay, I'm, I'm going to jump into this. Now, you wear many hats, Shannon, and, and I'm throwing you off because this is probably a question I didn't tell you ahead of time, but but what made you choose this career path that you have right now? So you have your different hats. You are a professor um, in the marketing arena. Yes. And you also are a consultant in marketing firms. So what brought you to this path? I love uh, teaching. I love advising. So I want to uh, be able to do both. And from young, I wanted the flexibility. Uh, I met someone when I was in school who had an MBA. And she came in as a guest speaker and said, I'm working, I have flexibility, and I have a family, and so I'm thinking, you have control. <laughs> I, I have a fear of being tied into uh, a nine-to-five commitment and never getting out and never being able to go to my kids' things or have the flexibility to be at home or shift my schedule or worse, get bored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. No. So I think that uh, this is a really important path for me because it gives me that ability to have uh, time with my kids, the flexibility to be there. Um, they're all turning into young ladies now, so the, the time issues are a lot different. Uh, but the moms still need to be there, right? And I think we're always a mom. Yes. And also I want control over my career. 
I want to be able to learn. I want to be curious. I want to be able to uh, work with different individuals, their companies, their organizations, and maybe help them a little bit and certainly uh, find out what's going on with them. Oh, that's awesome. I, I want to know, like, often people think when you have your own business, when you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're just sailing on a cruise ship because life is super easy because you own your own business or you're, you're, yes. you're doing your own thing. So there's no problem and money's just pouring in. I, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I would, I, I've seen that cartoon too. So I would like to know, was there ever a, a, a big learning lesson, like a, a low point in being an entrepreneur where you felt or in, in your career path that you felt this is my lowest point. And what was that? And what did you learn from it that you could share with us? So working in consulting, I have a service. I don't have a product. Mm -hmm. So, so my service is me. It's my ideas, my concepts. Now I repackage other people's ideas and theories and I borrow tools from many different sources, but it's me you're buying. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been very well, very lucky uh, to have a lot of word of mouth referral. And one of those was my difficult client story. Hmm. I was hired by someone I had worked with often. It was fantastic. Um, it was, you know, there's no, there was no RFP. There was no big proposals. Uh, it was just come on in. Uh, it was a teaching and education organization, nonprofit. They had one major marketing communication piece a year, and it was their annual report. That annual report really was their brochure. It was their uh, welcome and thank you to their fundraisers. It did a lot of things. And I was really excited to be part of that great uh, project working um, on curriculum for science and technology. But I didn't get to know the decision maker. The executive director didn't hire me and I didn't spend the time getting to know her. So when it was about to go to press to print this up in time for a mega time frame, you know, the big AGM had to go out. Uh, essentially over the weekend, she read what I had written, spent many weeks on, interviewed everybody in the organization to get their part in there and rewrote it. Oh, rewrote it on me, rewrote it on all of them and thanked me very kindly for coming and participating, but knew that I wasn't one of them, so how could I understand their business? Okay. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay. And the big learning there was I didn't invest in properly understanding all the relationships and all the players, so making sure I understand my customer and how I fit in and how I can best serve them. And the resolution in that was I just sat back and said, okay, this is your product. This is your, mm -hmm. this is your gig. How can I make it better? So tell me what you need. Mm -hmm. Let's rework it. Let's restart it. And so in that, it was, I needed to get the job done. I mm -hmm. need to put my pride to the side mm -hmm. because I hadn't gone in and handled it correctly in the first place. I really appreciate the lessons that you are sharing from this, that, you know, as skilled as we think we are and good at what we do, it's not going to be any good for that customer unless it's for their need and their like we have to know who they are and what they need so that we're actually and providing listen, what they need and understanding their organization absolutely right and and maybe I got a little too uh, 
prideful, too self-confident there, and I didn't check out what I needed to understand. And for me, uh, that reputation, that word of mouth is everything. Yes. So in the end, I need to do. I need to make. I need to make it right. I need to have a good. I need to Brilliant. do the best yep. job, because that next that they might then turn into my next referral. Absolutely, absolutely. No, that is a great lesson. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I know that you meet lots of entrepreneurs and, and business people and, and people who are looking to do that at being a professor as well. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say then would be the top three must-haves that a person would need to, to start their own business, to be that entrepreneur? I think you have to have that drive and desire. So passion, tenacity, curiosity. You have to have something you're passionate about, mm-hmm. a product, a service, uh, a group of people you want to serve, uh, you know, an idea that's really, really important to you. You have to have the tenacity to uh, have staying power to be there. And I think that uh, you also need to find a way to be curious, right? To, uh, for me, recharging is about learning, uh, partnering, um, and that's, that's an important way to uh, even uh, be uh, creative, to find those solutions, to find those answers. Absolutely. I, 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 and I love that you said curiosity. I think of everybody I've ever interviewed, you're the first person to say that, curiosity, and how, how true it is. Because as an entrepreneur, you are constantly inventing solutions and ideas, and, and you have to be curious in order to do that. Because... And it's funny because I I once heard that the definition of an entrepreneur is someone who jumps off a cliff and then builds the airplane on the way down. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And you can't do that unless you are curious. And you have to know and figure out ways to to make those solutions before you hit the ground. Well, I have lots of ideas, (laughs) of course. In my world, I have lots of experience. I know theories from management and marketing. But you're the only one, Elaine, who knows easy daisies. So part of it is I, I think you know the answer. When I work with companies, they usually know the solutions. Their customers do, their employees do, their leaders do. There's a, they know the answer. I have to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. So I just need to be curious about what's going on. Mm-hmm. How do we boost sales? If sales aren't going so well, what is it? Mm-hmm. Is it that we're not telling people enough about it? Are we not telling them regularly? Do they not understand how it works? Maybe they, maybe they can't find us. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe they're not hearing about the solution. Uh, maybe they don't know how it fits with them. What, what is it? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's part of that. I think we need to have that curiosity. Hmm. I love that. I I really like that. Like just using curiosity to pull out the right answers that people already know. I like that. I didn't have to remember that one. Now I want to ask you about your eureka moment. <laughs> now in your journey of all your experiences, you must have either had a moment in your journey that taught you something that made it your eureka moment or a mentor in your journey that gave you that eureka can you share what that is or or when that came about well i think that for myself one of the things that uh i think has been a constant challenge is just understanding um, how to be successful in a business where there is no product i'm putting in front of someone and and is my is my consulting service enough? 
right? We all wonder, if, am I bringing enough to the table? I don't have lots of experience and there's always somewhere I don't have experience. So maybe I, you know, I don't even have enough to be an entrepreneur. And how am I going to last in this game? And what do I do when I'm tired? And uh, there we had a great example from uh, a local uh, lovely, lovely woman, Carol Ann Fried, and she's uh, an empowerment coach, a working coach, um, and uh, does a lot of training and speaking about having laughter and fun at work. Like, mm. who, who mm. has that? <laughs> and I think from her, the great there's two things. One is just uh, that sort of tenacity of keeping up that relationship, of contacting people regularly asking them how it's going, is there any way that I, that I can support you, is, you know, with what's going on? And not just phoning and asking for something first, but actually offering something first. So making sure that when I'm approaching folks or talking with them, that I'm bringing something to share first, right? In terms of looking at that relationship. Mm -hmm. There's a lovely coaching model and it's got three parts, relationships, possibility and actions and it's mm. grounded in that relationship can you repeat those three things absolutely relationship leads us to possibilities and leads to action and a lot of times in as managers as entrepreneurs business owners we're task focused we have to get things done mm -hmm. so we jump to the third one yes we jump to action Yes. And so we go in, and I've done this at the end of the day. I've, I've you know, been out all day. The kids got a fast turnaround, so I walk in the door. Okay, have you got your stuff for the, you know, the sport, the music, the whatever it is? We, you know, have you got this? Do this, do that, do this. And they just look at me, and they, <laughs> what? You're always yelling. You just walked in the door. You're not even, and I'm going, oh, right relationship right how about a hug first mom oh yes <laughs> okay let's have a hug and then to be there on time we really gotta yeah. go now yeah that is so true right I, I think of business and i think of um actually uh, kevin o'leary wrote a book on um i think it's a cold hard truth about family kids and money uh ah. and Yes. yes, and um, he actually wrote about easy daisies in there, and and he was he was talking about business mistakes and business solutions. I was not a business mistake, so I'll say that hey. right now. But he was talking about relationships, and he used easy daisies as one. And he was talking about how when I first started, when I delivered product to stores, I I was doing it myself, and I would bring cookies that I baked as well, and I would bring it with my delivery, and and it was just a great way to for me to to make it me and and I was so grateful that these stores were carrying easy daisies and till today those stores are still my my customers and and my resellers and he was saying you know that is what it's about it's about relationships that that business is not just about money and profit it is about relationships because then it opens the possibilities right those stores will tell their other um, colleagues in a different city about you and your product. And, and so then you are creating the opportunities and then you take the action upon that. And Kevin O'Leary does say that while it may work for me to bake cookies, he will, he will never, you will never see him bake cookies <laughs> for his meetings. But yes, so yeah, absolutely. Well, we have to bring something to the table that's part of us, mm -hmm. right? And 
in your world, right, in terms of that's the gift. And for women, I think it's really important to understand the gift of sharing food, right, <laughs> of time together, right, and getting to know each other. I, when I work with uh, teams that aren't uh, getting along very well or they can't seem to function, you know, they can't move from that storming to the norming and performing side, mm. I always talk about what? Have you sat down together and actually, you know, just had coffee or a lunch together just to talk about people and make that connection mm-hmm. so that we're not just ordering each other around and when things go uh, wrong, we just say, oh, they don't understand or they're not as committed or they, mm-hmm. right? wrong language. Mm-hmm. Understanding who they are. Absolutely. Right? Being yeah. able to work together. Absolutely. And I'm sure those stores still remember you for those cookies. <laughs> I, it comes up. <laughs> I bet. It does come up. Now, being the easy daisy lady, I am all about habits and establishing good habits. So, Shannon, I want to know what are your habits to your success? Is there something that you do daily, whether it's one thing, two things, three things, that is your habit to making you a success in what you do? What are they? <laughs> Part of it is um, uh, learning, mm-hmm. right? So having uh, you can having news feed or uh, you setting up uh, different um, articles that can come in daily, right? So we have our just a dose of sort of what's going on and understanding. So what's there, what's new? So that's important to think about new ideas. How can I be fresh? How can I integrate it? I think uh, the plan, do, measure, right? Well, we all know mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. big on goals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the mompreneur book that says here, write down my goals, what they are. Mm-hmm. The other thing I found about that is uh, I love the planning part, but they're actually going back and measuring. Mm. So just taking a spreadsheet um, I've done recently and uh, to look at social media. So I need to really improve on social mm-hmm. media. But I was looking at how many, uh, if I post an article, how many more views does it get? Right, what is it? And just trying to find a pattern there. So that idea of evaluating and measuring. So how close am I? So here was my plan. You know, did I do it or didn't I do it? And then some of those details. You know, and if things like Google Analytics sound scary for your uh, Facebook page, well, someone else can do that for you, or or it's pretty quick and easy to spend a couple of uh, uh, well hours or days, depending on where you're at, Mm -hmm. finding out. Uh, what that means but it's having a little bit of information to say so how close am I to the goal or what's working what do I tweak mm-hmm. so I think those are important habits it's just, so looking at where am I where am I now where do I want to go and oh how am I getting there yeah no absolutely and I, I love that that you pointed that out because being the marketing genius that you are if you can't measure it it doesn't exist right and and you want to make sure that it's doing something otherwise you're just wasting time and money and well, have you have you bought any ads anywhere, online or right. offline? They're expensive. Yes. Right. So anytime we're measure it, measure it, make sure it's working for us. Absolutely. So let's let's jump into some marketing questions before I let you go. Now, isn't marketing just another word for sales? What what do you think about that one? <laughs> no, it's bigger than that. Actually, <laughs> a separate kind of thing, right? Sales is part of marketing, mm-hmm. but because it often involves a high-priced salesperson, you, the, you, the owner, um, we don't think about it together. But sales is uh, <clears throat> one component about messaging, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's your walking, talking advertisement. It's the moment I can talk to my customer and answer all their questions one-on-one in real time. Oh, kind of like a chat line. Mm-hmm. 
but marketing is a little bit more. And we're looking at all parts of our business, right? So what's that product or service that we're selling? Have we, have we uh, got that? Uh, does that fit with our customer group? Do they know what it is? Does it need to be updated? Uh, and what about its price? Right? So we need to talk about our four P's. Of what's our product to service? What about our pricing? Does our pricing match how we're talking about it or our promotions? Right? How we talk about our product, how we communicate it. Mm-hmm. If we say it's a high value product, we say this is a luxury, high end. Uh, well, we can't price it bottom basement. And if we start discounting it, mm-hmm. Right, there's a disconnect. So I think that marketing is more than sales. Okay, so I, I want to touch on this then. Like, if advertising is expensive, which we know, then how can we promote with a tiny budget, as often that uh, home-based business may have, or that shoestring budget that uh, starting up entrepreneur may have? So how do we do it? I think we need to look at um, something more experiential. So how do we how do you get folks involved with it? And w- first of all, where's your customer hanging out? So how do you find them? So go look for a place where they're already gathered. A beautiful example with the uh, Swiffer um, vacuum or not vacuum, but they have that wet jet okay, yeah. duster thing. <clears throat> and when they first launched it, they were like, "How do we get people to try this?" And they actually went to parents. Um, who were, and they had permission from the mall, but when parents stand in line for Santa at Christmas time, parents are there waiting. Right. So they put out a, a carpet and shake all kinds of dust on it and said, here, try it. Now they're standing in line with, you know, nothing to do, yes. trying to keep you their kids. You have a captive audience. You have a captive audience. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I should try that with <clears throat> easy daisies. <laughs> Absolutely. So where are, parent, where are parents lined up? Huh. Right? And, um, you know, some of it might take some permissions <clears throat> from a mall or the PE and Playland or the, the Children's Festival, but uh, maybe the farmer's market, where are parents already lined up right. waiting for their kids at the edge of the playground. So th- there's one way to go and, <clears throat> pardon me, go and find them. The other one is to find people who talk to your same customers, so partner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's really important for um, the mompreneurs who are with you and at uh, Mompreneur Vancouver, Mompreneurs Canada. I think there's lots of ways that they're targeting the same people with different products and absolutely, services. Absolutely, absolutely. How can they come together? How could we partner so that um, we're taking advantage of those few dollars, right? Because if everybody throws in $5, all of a sudden you've got enough to buy a bouquet of flowers. So let's go and mm-hmm. create those uh, partnerships. Yeah, and brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I want to ask you because you're very good with strategic planning. So so is there a plan? Like I, I know that you've touched on this before, like a four strategic planning questions that you might need to ask that yes. apply to anything. So what? Everything. What is that? What are those questions? So, where are we now? Where do we want to go? How are we going to get there? Mm-hmm. And how will we know when we've arrived, right? Or measuring the results. And well, you already practice this. I already practice this. If we're planning a family vacation, I'm going to make you repeat those questions for those who are driving and listening right now. <laughs> we're multitaskers. Yeah. So, where mm-hmm. are we now, mm-hmm. right? So if, if we're almost at the end of the school year, where does the family want to go for family vacation mm-hmm. this summer? How are we going to get mm-hmm. there? So, sorry, now question number two is, uh, so where are we now? 
where we want to go, how are we going to get there, how will we know when we've arrived. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? So whatever our planning is, where am I at right now? And then what's number two, where do I want to go? What's that vision? Right? right? So is it number of sales this year, number of new customers? Is it where we want to go as a vacation? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it renovate the house? Uh, Absolutely. And, and what does it look like? And I love how these four questions tie into what you said before about the plan and do and measure. Because when you can see the end goal, then you know exactly that you've, you've achieved it, you've done it. And, and then you can move forward and improve it, revise it, whatever at that point. But you, you do need a plan. And even then if your you action steps, even right? Even if you don't make it, right? Yeah, even if you absolutely. say, my goal is to sell 300 uh, boxes this year. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. I sell 200 boxes. Oh, did I fail? No. no. Right? When we say we want to lose weight on January 1st, <laughs> how much weight do we usually lose? Five pounds and then we gain back eight. Right? Indeed. <laughs> but if we have a, a plan to say, I'm going to lose, right? I'm going to lose 20 pounds by... Mm-hmm. Uh, partnering with Elaine to go for a walk every Friday morning. I'm going to, uh, you know, go to see the nutritionist to get some better uh, hints on eating. And I'm going to see them once a week and starting in the middle of January till the middle of March. I have some action steps in Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's a, a timeline that makes sense and it's reasonable and all that fun stuff, right? Because you want to make sure they are achievable. And, but you're right, like even you say, okay, I want to sell 300 units by the end of the month and you don't, that's okay. And you sold 200, that's great. But now you want to see what you yes. can do. What can you make different? Yes. Absolutely. Well, who did you sell them to? And who did you think you were going to sell the 300 to? Yes. And you might find out that you thought you would sell 300. Absolutely. To individuals. And instead you sold 100 to one person. Yeah. So who is this one person? And now you want to make that person uh, a clone and yes. figure out who yes. is this person. How do I find more of those ones? Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to end on this great note. Shannon, you are wonderful and incredible, and I'd love to have you back. And so thank you for joining us, Shannon. And thank Thank you for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you. I always do. So please do find me on Twitter at Chat with Elaine or on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table. And I would be so grateful and honored if you could take a moment and go on iTunes and give the show a rating because it does help Elaine's Kitchen Table, the business of real life, to show up higher in the rankings. And I would love to get back because we were number one before and I'd love to get back there again. So thank you for listening. And Shannon, thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. So we'll say bye for now. Bye.